Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 173 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode The Artful Escape and Guardians of the Galaxy Early Impressions. But I want to remind you guys, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m., so please go there and leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. Or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com and drop me a line and uh, maybe give me a suggestion for something to review or some other game or, you know, just your general thoughts. You can also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, or Spotify. Um, You can also listen to the audio of the podcast at 7 a.m. Monday morning on um, YouTube, if that's your preferred way. There's no video, it's just audio, but I might change that in the future. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So go to those places. Um, again, I say this all the time, but I will really try to be better about promoting the episode. I'm terrible about that. But yeah, so this is just, again, an early impressions video of The Artful Escape, which I'm going to, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm going to, I took a bunch of notes, but then I realized, you know, I could just read from the various game websites and they could tell you a little bit about you know the game and everything so you know maybe i don't need to just uh take notes when it's all here so the first game i'm going to talk about is the artful escape uh it is a like four and a half hour game that is on uh, xbox game pass that is how i'm playing it and I'm going to read you the synopsis, but then I'm going to talk about that game after that. So uh, it's, it says, Discover who you aren't. On the eve of his first performance, Francis Vendetti battles with the legacy of a dead folk legend and the cosmic wanderings of his own imagination. Francis, a teenage guitar prodigy, sets out on a psychedelic, multidimensional journey to inspire his stage persona. It was developed, uh, it was released in 2019. Um, Again, I'm playing it on Game Pass. It says here it's on Steam as well, um, and um, it's playable on the Xbox One if you have an older console. Um, it was developed by uh, Beethoven and Dinosaur, and it seems like it was published by Annapurna Interactive. They have a pretty good track record of you know just releasing kind of smaller, quirkier games, um, and this is no exception. So the um, you know the the initial impressions are that. Again, you play Francis Vendetti, your um, your uncle, uh, Johnston uh, Vendetti. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, I, I, uh, I've only seen it in, in uh, print. Anyway, basically, he is Bob Dylan. You're in a town, uh, Calypso, Colorado. And, um, you know, if you've ever lived in the shadow of anybody or, um, you know... Um, I don't know if you're ever trying to uh, find yourself. Uh, it seems like Francis is, uh, you know, young teenager, so really just going for a lot of existential crisis. He even says that in the very early hours of the game, and everybody wants him to play his uncle's songs. His uncle's basically Bob Dylan. Uh, they they really lean into it heavily on the first uh, opening screen of the game. And, you know, like I said, I think, you know, you could be saying, like, why am I covering this when it comes to grief? His uncle has passed away. And there's this interesting line of dialogue early in the game. When you go to your house, you're talking to your mother and she says, uh, or, you know, you have interaction with her. Then you go to your room. But before you go to your room, you go to the fridge and there's a photo of your father and your uncle together. And you basically say to yourself, you know, they were together a lot. And even in the end, uh, you know, so that means probably... I inferred that your uncle and father died together, maybe a plane. I don't know. They don't really talk about that. They basically died together. And the last line I think is very telling where you say, 
Francis says to himself, but no one asks about my father anymore. Um, and I thought about this a lot with legacy. I think when I was young, you know, my father wasn't a folk um, singer, but he had a large group of friends. I've said before he went to AA to recover. And, you, you know, you, it was like this second extended family. And a lot of people were friends with my father and everything. And then you become, you know, you're, you become Jack's son. You don't really have your own identity. I don't think a lot of people knew my names there, which it is an extended family. You do get to know these people extensively because obviously they tell you the worst parts of their life, but you get to have dinner with them too and go over to their houses and get to know them. But I think for a long time I was still Jack's son. Uh, you know, I'm not anymore and I don't feel that way. I mean, obviously I am my own person, but I think the Artful Escape does a good job of like encapsulating this moment where he is a teenager as well. He's kind of under his uncle's shadow. He looks like his uncle he plays guitar like his uncle, and the first show that he is ever going to perform, he's basically going to perform uh, songs from his uncle's seminal album, Pines, that sold 12 million copies. They're basically doing a tribute. It's an anniversary. When you walk through the town, everybody has glasses like your uncle. They really, you know, dialed that up. And you, you really like, uh, Francis really likes science fiction, books or movies, uh, and really shreds like a metal guitarist almost. And wants to play these incredibly crazy, like almost like David Bowie-esque with a little bit of Radiohead mixed in. A lot of different things. He wants to just, you know, find his own voice. And I think that's pretty amazing. Um, and I think that that is definitely something that I think is pretty amazing where it's exploring. And right now, there's a stacked cast in as well. Lena Headey, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers plays, um, I want to say, uh, Lightyear or... Um, I, I want to say light year, but that's probably wrong because there's like three cosmic things floating around in my head. I took notes. But anyway, he's basically your mentor. You do a little Simon Says with him on the guitar, and you literally go on this journey through the cosmos to find out who you are. And I think, again, if you've ever lived in somebody's shadow or especially puberty is a good analog of like you don't really know who you are. You don't have – you know, you don't really – it's not that you don't have self. You just have very little agency. It's kind of the point between you move on between being a kid and being a an adult, and then also it seems like uh, Francis is dealing with the death of his father. And if you know people don't know how to talk to you or deal with the fact that someone in your life died, it is very difficult to, um, you know, it's really really difficult to breach breach that subject. How do people talk to you about it? I mean, I have been very vocal, hence the whole point of the podcast. I've lost my parents, but I've even been to funerals where people have lost loved ones, and I don't know what to say. So even people in that, that, uh, you know, who are experienced in a way in grief or loss or tragedy, sometimes words don't help us as well. And, you know, death is always an awkward subject. And, and I think, uh, this game is a very vibrant, amazing way. Not only are their visuals really amazing, it kind of reminds me of like the old pop-up books where you would like open a page and things would like spring to life. And there's just like color saturation, I got a new set of headphones that was actually cheaper than my old set of headphones. They sound better. They're official Xbox branded headphones. I'm not doing a review of those, but I will say it sounds amazing. Uh, I definitely recommend playing with headphones. Um, I do like the fact that your uncle, uh, his songs are kind of playing on repeat throughout the town to just show like in, in, in the towns in an autumn, everybody's moving away. Uh, people have finally flocked to the town because of this anniversary 
of his Pines album. And I, I just really like it. And I think it was more affecting and had to do with grief than I thought. I mean, you know, how do you how do you broach these subjects? And maybe um, it'll come up in 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 music later. You know, I'm hoping that there'll be some kind of wraparound with that later in the game. So that is kind of my early impressions of the Artful Escape. It's leaving Game Pass in a, like a week, but I don't think it's that much. It, it can be more than $20. Uh, please pick it up, play it if you can. Wear headphones when you play. And I recommend playing with a controller because there's some uh, Simon Says things on there. And um, it would probably just be easier with a controller. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to finishing it and seeing what it's like. And uh, yeah, so the next game, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, came out. I'm just, again, going to read. Why take all these notes if they have uh, Square Enix has devoted a, an entry to it? So um, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So technically it's Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy to stay away from the, uh, you know, to stay away from the uh, movie, I guess, franchise that's about to come out with the third one. Anyway. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy fire up Star-Lord's jet boots for a wild ride across the cosmos in a third-person action-adventure game. A fresh take on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy with the unpredictable Guardians at your side. Blast your way from one explosion, explosive situation to another with original and iconic Marvel characters caught in a struggle for the universe. You got this, probably. Um, I'll say this much for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um... Now, this is be the point where you're listening to this going, now. Oh, you're going to trash it. He doesn't like it. I love the story of the game. You know, going back into um, Peter Quill's adolescence, you know, his. It, you have a flashback early on where you, you can kind of tell something's wrong with your mom. I mean, obviously in the lore, she is sick. She dies probably of cancer. I don't know if they're going to change that or not. Or originally in the comics, I believe, it was cancer. But, you know, this is obviously a retelling. Um, what I find so interesting about this is they got a, a, a group of musicians together. They recorded original tracks under the band name Star-Lord, which is obviously where you get your name, Star-Lord. Uh, and you can look at the album art and stuff like that. You can unlock tracks. They've also licensed tracks from either Joan Jett or um, Wham. Um, you know, all of these kind of tracks that really set the tone. Now, again, I don't really review gameplay. I mean, I did last week, but that's because it didn't go well. Uh, I didn't enjoy A Rise of Simple Story. I'm sorry. Um, but the gameplay of this is just kind of serviceable. So basically, you you just play as Star-Lord, and you are the leader. So what you're doing is using his blaster pistols like he's got, his jet boots. You're shooting things. You're auto-locking onto targets, shooting whoever's close to you. You can free-run while you're shooting. You have an overheat meter, that kind of stuff. And you basically request assistance from the guardians a menu you hit a button a menu comes up and then you can ask for you know gamora uh, rocket groot drax to come and do a special move then that drops down another menu they have several special moves all that is pretty serviceable what i really like about guardians and what i'm going to talk later with a friend of mine is that um you know the uh the story of taking people that may or may not get along together and kind of dragging them from one thing to another there's parts in this where you get to make decisions as Peter Quill as dialogue options and say, no, I totally get what you're saying, Rocket. Like, be nice to Gamora, you know, because you're trying to keep people together. Or you could say, you know what, Gamora, you're being, uh, you're kind of misunderstanding what Rocket's saying. And you could side with either person and that will affect your relationship with other people. You also have to make decisions early on about you get a fine and it's like, do we want to pay the fine or run? You could say, hey, guys, we got to pay the fine because the Nova Corps is going to be after us 
if we don't pay them back. And you're trying to balance everybody's feelings towards a group and kind of get through, you know, one misadventure to the next. I think I'm about five chapters in. I've heard there's about 16 chapters. Uh, they go anywhere from like an hour or so. So this is Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely a longer game. And I mentioned in an earlier podcast that I want to play longer games. You know, a lot's been said about, again, a lot of reviews that I've read of this kind of knocked the combat and said it was serviceable. But everybody I know came away and said this. The, everybody that I listen to and trust has said the story is where it's at. Keeping these people together in a desperate way is, um, you know, really the heart of the game. And I'm going to have, uh, I might have already mentioned, I'm going to have my friend Marty on. He's my, been my friend since I was, you know, we were best friends since we were 16. So we've been friends a long time. And he's playing it as well, and I kind of want to get his take. I'll have him on in a few weeks. It'll probably be a separate conversation than this because this is just my initial impressions. Plus, he's out of town, and I will be out of town. So that's just something to come. And um, I don't know. There's just something about each scene with this where you do the combat that's kind of frustrating. But then after that, these moments in between where you really get to sit down and kind of side with the Guardians, I just find incredibly... um, amazing and moving and uh even in a small way you know moving doesn't have to be these big operatic changes but just these small things of like you know you meet an ex in the game i'll say and she has a daughter and uh basically you and the daughter have to go on this little mini adventure together i don't really want to ruin much i'll talk about it in my spoiler impressions but you could side with her because you say yeah like she'll be like oh my mom just really doesn't get what i'm trying to do and i'm you know i'm trying to do this it, it kind of ties back to the artful escape a little bit like she doesn't understand what i'm trying to do and that i'm trying to be my own person and you, as Peter Quill could say, yeah, I was 13 once. I know that's rough. You know, maybe we should get out of this situation. You know, I, I get it. Or you could be like, hey, your mom's doing the best she can. You know, get off her case. Like, and I like the fact that, one, you can craft how you want Peter Quill to be. But also, you know, you can really sit in the situation and kind of sit with it and say, you know what? This kid's being a brat. I'm going to side with her mom. And there's tons of little things like that uh, where people make fun of each other. You find collectibles in the game that the other Guardians like like an assassination uh, signet, which you can go talk to Gamora and be like, hey, look at this cool thing I found, and she can talk to you about it. It's all stuff like that that I think is really powerful in the game. And so I definitely recommend it. It is also on Game Pass, and that's how I'm playing it. Um, You know, I'm trying to play stuff on the cheap nowadays. So I definitely recommend Guardians of the Galaxy. I will do a spoiler discussion for The Artful Escape um, next week. So we can, uh, we'll talk about it then. So that's just a heads up. And then I will do a spoiler impression for Guardians of the Galaxy the following week. So yeah. Um, And then I just wanted to talk about like, I mentioned a few episodes, I was kind of down. I'm feeling a little bit better now. I think my mental health is a little bit better. But I've also just been playing some games to uh, chill out to. And I think that's kind of the best way I've dealt with, you know, dealing with heavy games. I talked about it before. But I want to shout out two games that I've just been playing to chill out to, so this episode doesn't become a complete downer. The first one is I played a uh, played a game called Moonbreaker. It is in a it was in an invite only weekend. It's pretty easy to sign up for the invite. I didn't do anything nefarious. I just clicked on the Steam link and uh, you know got invited right away. Once I said I want to be invited to this event, it was only through the weekend. What makes Moonbreaker unique and what it is is it is a RTS but it is an RTS in the style of a miniature game. So your miniatures fall on the board, you have so many units, and then those units battle other units and you try to defeat the captain of the other team. That's the win condition. Uh, Each unit, like every RTS, has a a movement, uh, kind of a movement, um, how to put it? 
they have, they can only move so many units. They can only do so many things. You can only, you know, you there, there's all these things. But what I think makes Moonbreaker unique among those is since these are miniatures, the game gives you the ability to paint miniatures. And I've talked about many times before. I have a small house. Um, I want to paint miniatures. I talked about Tailspire a lot in here. I still love Tailspire. In fact, I need to boot it up and see the kind of cool updates they've come with. They always surprise me with their updates. But uh, they wanted to have Tailspire wanted to have a tool to have you paint your miniatures that hasn't come out yet. But Moonbreaker is allowing you to do that. You can go into a menu of Moonbreaker, clear out the paint on the miniatures of the units you have unlocked, which I think early on they said that will come through loot boxes. That's a little disconcerting, but this game's in early access. They might um, totally remove that uh, later. But um, you can remove the paint job, and there's all these little paint things. There's a tutorial video early on that you can watch, um, and it shows you, like, hey, you can totally paint this miniature. Save it as a, you know, as a, a default skin or something, and... Play the game as your bespoke miniature. And again, as someone with a small house that loves, um, you know, this kind of creative endeavor, I just don't have a lot of space and also money. It's very expensive to paint miniatures. And I think that this is a great way on the cheap, if you like sci-fi, to kind of dip your hand in painting miniatures to see if it's something you like. And then maybe you can devote time or energy to doing it in real life. Like, it's a good practice. You know, they have dry brushing, which I know very little about. Uh, they have um, like decal brushing, uh, a lot of little tools on there. And I think it's a pretty great thing to basically, excuse me, make the miniatures your own and basically learn how to paint miniatures. So I want to shout Moonbreaker out. Uh, the early access ends this weekend, but you can sign up on Steam. I think it launches in a month, like the full game or maybe into bigger early access. Anyway, uh, check out Moonbreaker. Um, on Steam, it's only on PC for now because I think of the controls, RTS, the painting, I think is very easy to do with a, a keyboard and mouse. Um, it may come out for console later. I don't think they've announced any plans for that. But I shout out to Moonbreaker. Check it out if you want to get a cool miniature um, thing, uh, you know, program to just paint miniatures and practice. Uh, the other game I want to shout out is Immortals Phoenix Rising. This came out several years ago. I want to say 2017, 2018. It's Ubisoft joint. And I played a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I love Odyssey. In fact, I may go back and platinum it. I have it on PlayStation. Um, I really like that game. Very serious Greek mythology game. Immortals Phoenix Rising is like the developers at Ubisoft played Breath of the Wild and said, you know, we could do something like this. They're not ripping off Breath of the Wild. And nobody really, I think, um, what's the word? Nobody patented a stamina system or anything like that. But I think Immortals Phoenix Rising is kind of this kids version of um like it like an adolescent or like a preteen version of assassin's creed odyssey it's a greek mythology uh you play as phoenix she's kind of um you know she's uh like climbing on things discovering stuff it is very assassin's creed odyssey-esque but the i really like the art styles it's a little bit more toned down uh when you kill people they turn into puffs of clouds you get a lot of different currencies which i mean can we all agree i don't think we need any more currencies in games. I think after you get to four currencies, uh, there should be some uh, gaming commandment. Uh, like, so, like you know, they, you can't do it. I, I know what they're doing. There's all these different upgrades and they want it to be pretty involved. I don't think Immortals Phoenix Rising is like this 200-hour game like um, 
like um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, maybe, but I think it's a little bit more toned down, and I just kind of like it to chill out too. You know, the it, a lot of people ripped on the you know the cringeworthiness of the story. Basically, it is um, Prometheus who is tied up, you know, in a, on a mountain. Zeus needs his help to kill um, Typhoon, one of the Titans. And he says, listen, I need your help killing Typhoon. He took my lightning. Prometheus, I don't know if I want to let you go. And Prometheus says, well, listen, I have a hero, but you're going to have to hear my story of how this hero, uh, you know, came to be. And you hear these people kind of bickering in the background. They're kind of doing a voiceover while you're adventuring. They do a good job of just doing it in a cutscene, so it's not distracting. But it is a great game to chill out to. It kind of brings a smile on your face. I know, again, a lot of people talk about the cringeworthiness of the dialogue. I find it kind of funny. Uh, they're making fun of each other's storytelling. In fact, you, um, one of the typha, uh, ty Typhus or Typhoon, he basically baits you into going into this rift. And it looks kind of dangerous, but you jump in because he basically challenges you. He's like, ah, come in here and I'll give you a challenge, basically. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You jump in, and the game fades to black, and the credits start. And Zeus says, well, that's too bad that that didn't work out for Phoenix. And if you start reading the credits, it's like like game director, Zeus. Like master of all creation, Zeus. Like lightning control, Zeus. And then it's like storyteller, Prometheus. Narrator, Prometheus. And, it, and Zeus is like, yeah, well, maybe you'll come up with another hero. And I just started laughing. I was like, this is really good. But Prometheus is like, no, 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 no. It worked out. And then it fades back again, and you're, you're falling into the, like this cosmic void to basically uh, do this platform puzzle. And I was just laughing the whole time, like, you know, it's a really good way to uh, kind of phrase this, and yeah, it could be cringeworthy, but, you know, I think like all, like art, like nothing, not everything has to be Shakespeare or, um, you know, everything doesn't have to be kind of do or die or, you know, mind-blowing or whatever. Sometimes you can just have a popcorn film or a popcorn game where you just sit down and say, yeah, I'm just enjoying this for what it is. I'm having a good time. I'm going to, you know, check off some boxes um, and, and, and be good, you know, do it that way. So I think there is, um, you know, there, there's kind of, uh, you know, um, value in that and just kind of relaxing going, I'm just going to kick back and play this game. Um, I'm also going to, when I get back from out of town, I'm going to figure out a way to uh, start streaming some games on Twitch. Uh, that's something I want to do more during the week kind of mix up my gaming schedule because I, I just kind of like have a weird schedule with gaming lately and I want to get in a better rhythm and I think uh, um, streaming on Twitch uh, will kind of help me out with that um, but I think that'll do it this week I again I want to shout out Immortals Phoenix Rising it's on Game Pass check it out there um, Ubisoft's having some a sale right now but it might just have to do with Assassin's Creed because it's turning I think 20 so um, anyway uh, check out Immortals Phoenix Rising check out the Artful Escape uh, I think that's it this week, guys. Uh, you know, stay safe. But before we leave, I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and let me know what you think of the show. You can also go to gwgpodvelos at gmail.com. Uh, write me an email again there. Let me know what you think of the show, or maybe there's a game you want me to review or something like that. Uh, you can also... Uh, go to either Spotify, Apple iTunes, or the Google Play Store. Uh, subscribe to the podcast there. That would help me out a lot. Or you can go onto YouTube and listen to the audio of the podcast at 7 a.m. Monday morning when it hits the same time uh, the audio episode will hit my website. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. And I think that's it this week, guys. Again, be safe. I will talk to you guys again next week. And, uh, you know, have a good week, everybody. Bye. Thank you.